Hey, what's up, homies? Welcome to another episode of the Homies Real Estate Podcast. This is your host, Anthony. Angel's not here. He's on a work trip in Miami, so have fun, Angel. I'm going to go solo dolo on this one and break down some news. I don't know if you've heard of Keeping Current Matters. They're an organization that reports on real estate updates and news. They have an Instagram as well. And I'm going to go over five of their most recent blogs and posts. They're really interesting. And I highly recommend following them if you want to, you know, get more updates about the real estate market because they really release some really interesting and informational uh, content. So with that said, I'm going to go ahead and jump into it. I would highly recommend that you take a look at this on our YouTube version or Instagram version. That way you can see the charts because there is a lot of infographics that Keeping Current Matters uses that helps understand and break it down for you. So the first post that I want to go over is key questions to ask yourself before buying a home. And they break down what the projected home appreciation is according to uh, different sources, right? From Fannie Mae, 14.8%, the National Association of Realtors, 14.1%, Freddie Mac, 12.1%, Zalman, 11%, and then the Mortgage Bankers Association, 10.3%. So this is the forecast for appreciation for 2021. So the average of these five is 12.46% appreciation, which is extremely strong appreciation, right? Uh, Typically in Los Angeles County, Southern California, we're talking about six, maybe 7% a year. So this is really strong, about twice what we typically see, and this is nationwide. So Keeping Current Matters does report on a nationwide uh, lens. Now their, pro- now, their projections for interest rates for each of these five for uh, the upcoming quarter, right? So for 2021, the uh, fourth quarter is going to be uh, 3.4%, 3.1% for Fannie Mae, 3.4% for the Mortgage Bankers Association, and then 3.3% for the National Association of Realtors. So right now, we're looking at about 3 to 3.1% is the average of all four. Uh, by next quarter, it's going to be about 3.3%. The quarter after that, about 3.43%. And then by uh, the second quarter of 2022, that's 3.58%. So interest rates, all in all, are projected to increase. So if you're looking to get a pretty good deal on a home, remember, interest rates are going to impact how much you're going to pay for a home. Now, they also detail you know, why home ownership is important to most people, and they list stability, safety, a sense of accomplishment, a life milestone, a stake in the community, and then personal pride. And they list a couple facts, right? So 89% of people believe owning a home provides a sense of security and safety. And eight out of 10 say a place, uh, say a secure place to live would increase financial stability, which is 100% true. If you ever taken a look at uh, references from networks of renters as opposed to homeowners. A homeowner's net worth, according to multiple sources, is anywhere between 60 to even 89 times more than that of a renter. So yes, home ownership does give you more financial security. So that's the first post. Now, I want to go over another post that Keeping Current Matters came out with. And that is waiting to buy a home could cost you 
more. And I want to break this down. So remember, the annual home projected appreciation for 2021 is about 12.1%, right? Now, I'm going to break down a $750,000 home because that's typically what we see here in Southern California. So in January 2021, a $750,000 home with a mortgage interest rate around 2.8%, which is what we still have right now, which is why it's a really good time to purchase still, your monthly mortgage payment is going to be about $3,082. Now, again, this is just principal and interest. There's always going to be property taxes. And then uh, if you don't put 20% down, uh, PMI and so forth. But we're just talking about principal and interest, $3,082 for uh, a $750,000 home. Now, next year, January 2022, given that 12.1% appreciation rate, that now that same $750,000 home is now going to be worth $840,000. Now, interest rates by then are going to be somewhere in the ballpark of about 3.3-3.4%. So that same home, just principal and interest, a monthly mortgage payment is going to be $3,000. $729. So that's about $650 more. Now, the projected appreciation for next year is going to be roughly 5.3%. That's the uh, the average of multiple sources. So if you take an $840,000 home and then give it 5.3 appreciation by January of 2023, that same home is going to be worth $885,000 dollars now interest rates are supposed to rebound to a much higher rate right so we're going to revert back to around 3.8 percent interest so given the 3.8 percent interest rate your monthly mortgage again principal and interest only is going to be about four thousand one hundred and twenty five dollars now that's crazy to think right the seven hundred fifty thousand dollar home in two years is going to be worth roughly with the projected appreciation rates $885,000. Your $3,082 payment for that same home in two years is going to be roughly $4,125, about $1,000 more. So yes, waiting to purchase can cost you in two ways. Number one, homes are going to cost more. And then two, interest rates are going to be higher. And at the end of the day, we all know what the most important thing is a comfortable mortgage payment, right? So these are some key highlights to take away. Again, these are just projections. We can never guarantee that interest rates are going to go up or home prices are going to go up, but a lot of experts are projecting them to do so. Now, I want to go over another article that Keeping Current Matters came out with, and this is what does it mean to be in a seller's market? Like, how do we know if we are in a seller's market, right? You hear this all the time. Oh man, it's super hard to get my offer accepted. Oh, there's not that many homes for sale. All oh, homes are selling for way over asking price. We're in a seller's market. But does that really mean that we're in a seller's market? There's an actual way to define whether we're in a seller's market or not. Or not. And it's a term called inventory months supply. Now, if you follow us, you should know what this is by now, but I'm going to 
give you the definition. So inventory month supply is if there was normal, no more homes listed in a specific area. So let's just take Los Angeles County, for example. If there was no more homes listed in Los Angeles County, it would take X amount of months to get these homes sold. So right now in Los Angeles County, we're talking about 2.1 months. That's what we're seeing right now. Now, in a balanced market, we're talking about six to seven months. Now, we're if you look at that, we're about three times less than what we need to be to be in a balanced market. So we have a lot less inventory than we need. Now, in a buyer's market, it's seven plus months. Now, anything less than six months is a buyer's i mean is a seller's market so as you can see we are in an extreme seller's market by this definition in southern california it's really hard to find yourself in a buyer's market so these numbers are a little bit different i would say in southern california as opposed to being six to seven months a neutral market i would say about five to six months so about one month less for each of these will give you uh, a better determination whether we're in a buyer or seller's market because it's a very competitive market here in Los Angeles County. But yes, nationwide, we're looking at 2.6 months of inventory months supply. And in Los Angeles County, that's 2.1 months. In other counties like Orange County, I believe it's 1.7 months. So it's even more competitive there. So this is your best way to determine whether we're in a buyer or seller's market. Now, I wanna go over another article by Keeping Current Matters, and this is sellers are in a sweet spot. So it's just breaking down uh, statistics for selling homes. So on average, houses are getting 4.4 offers per home. So that's crazy, right? 4.4 offers in the past, it used to get maybe two offers, three offers at most. It was a lot easier to compete for a home. Now it is starting to get a little bit easier. We're starting to see more inventory, but right now, as of this recording, it's 4.4 offers per home. Now nearly six in 10 houses are selling above their asking price. Yep, six in 10 homes are selling above their asking price we also found that the average house is on market for a record low 17 days remember this is nationwide statistics southern california is a whole nother beast right in <laughs> orange county it's just seven days on market in los angeles county we're talking nine days on market so if you're really looking for a home you have to take into account yes it might be nine days on market, but you're only going to be really looking for a home for the first maybe five days because the other four days, it's counters and negotiations and then it hits escrow, right? And remember, for every home that sells in 20 days, there's going to have to be a couple homes that sell in five or less days, right? So remember, you have to come out with your strongest and best offer. It's still a competitive market, even though it's starting to lax and get a little easier. Um, and then... One in five people want a house with more space and sees a chance to find a home that meets their new needs. So yes, we're starting to transition to 
a permanent work from home or hybrid models. People need more space. They want an extra room for an office and so forth. This is becoming a very popular trend nationwide. Now, I want to transition into another article from Keeping Current Matters. This one is really, really interesting. I would highly suggest you actually go on Keeping Current, Ma Keeping Current Matters. Again, it's at Keeping Current Matters on Instagram. Um, and then you can click on the link and read the blog for yourself because it's really, really interesting. But I'm going to try to break it down as best as I can via video and these infographics that uh, they provide. So the question that they ask is, are houses less affordable than they were in past decades? Right. So we hear that, hey, you know, prices are out of control, like it's so hard to afford a home nowadays, right? It was much easier in the 70s and 80s and 90s to purchase a home. But is that true? Like, is it really true? Is it really more affordable back then than it is now? So they dig deeper into that question and here's what they find, right? So what they're gonna look at is a mortgage amount, right? So they take the median sales price at the end of the second quarter of each year as reported by the Fed and assume that the buyer made a 10% a down payment. They look at the monthly 30-year fixed rate for June of that year as reported by Freddie Mac. Uh, they use uh, uh, P&I, so um, principal and interest. So use, they use a mortgage calculator to determine the monthly principal and interest on the loan. And then in 2021 dollars, so they use an inflation calculator to determine what each payment uh, would be when adjusted for inflation. So in this infographic, green means that homes were less expensive than today, and red means that homes were more expensive than today. This is why I really want you to look at this infographic via YouTube or uh, Instagram or other forms of social media so you can uh, get a better grasp of this. But what they found was, and I'm gonna quickly go over this, in 1975, the average mortgage was about $35,100, but the interest rates were 8.89%. So given the principal and interest of $280, what that would mean in 2021 with the inflation calculator is a monthly payment of $1,414. That is more than what it costs today for a home, right? When you take into account inflation, because today the average home is about $337,410, right? So yes, it's about $300,000 more than it was in 1975, right? What is that, uh, about 45, 55 years ago? So yes, it costs more, but interest rates are 2.77 right now, right? So. Uh, Principal and interest is about $1,381. Again, that's $1,414 in 1975. Now I'm gonna go over these in 2021 numbers for each year by increments of five up to 2021. So in 1980, that's $2,058 in 2021 dollars. In 1985, that's $2,002 in 2021 dollars. In 1990, that's $2,110 in 2021 dollars. In 1995, that's 1,512 in 2021 dollars. In 2000, that's 1,748 
in 2021 dollars in 2005 that's 1676 in 2021 dollars and then finally in 2010 right just after uh <clears throat> the great recession and prices were historically low even though interest rates were 4.74 which is a lot higher almost twice as much as what we have now uh in 2021 homes were about $1,282. So yes, that's less than the $1,381 that we're looking at right now, right? For your monthly payment. Then in 2015, uh, in $2021, we're looking at $1,420. Again, we're taking into account roughly a 4% uh, a mortgage rate, right? So that's also more, more expensive. And then last year in 2020, even though interest rates were a little bit higher, in 2021 dollars the average payment was 1311 so there was really two years in this whole entire span since 1975 that homes were more affordable than they are right now and that was 2010 just after the great recession and then just last year because we were still having historically low interest rates so yes homes by this standard are more affordable right now than they were in the last 55 years. Now, I want to go over a, a quick tip and, a, and something that I have referenced multiple times on our podcast, on our videos, and this is really targeted towards buyers. Buyers, I've been telling you multiple times, you know, just giving you advice to look for homes when no one is looking for homes. Now, the reason I say this is because I know that it works because it's worked multiple times for my clients. And I always advise them to look at homes on holiday weekends or early weekdays, Monday, Tuesday, put in a strong offer, try to get it into escrow before the weekend because it works. So it happened for one of my buyers. We just closed last week on July 4th, weekend he went out to look at properties the property that we made an offer for i think he only had maybe two or maybe two other offers right so it was a lot less competitive as opposed to almost any other weekend because it was a really hot property and it's a really nice duplex and we were able to get it and it appraised at value so it's not like he's paying more than what the property is worth so this absolutely works. Look for homes when knowing no one is looking for homes. Now we have a couple opportunities coming up. Labor Day weekend is coming up. That's just next month. What I also tend to see is a lot of buyers taking a break during the holidays uh, for Thanksgiving, Christmas, Hanukkah, Chinese New Year's, and so forth. I highly recommend you look those weekends. I highly, highly recommend you look. That's when homes tend to be the most affordable and that's your best chance to get your offer accepted. So I just wanna give you guys that heads up. Labor Day's coming up, there's a lot of opportunities. We're starting to see a little bit more inventory, so buyers, take advantage of it, okay? Again, this is Anthony with the Homies Real Estate Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this one. Again. 
If you want to see this video, go to our YouTube channel or go to our Instagram or other forms of social media. We'll be posting these content uh, and these infographics so you can uh, dissect and divulge it better. I want to wish you all the best. Take care and stay safe. Hey, homies, it's Anthony. This podcast contains my opinions and is for educational purposes only. It does not guarantee any projections and should not serve as a basis for any purchase or sale in real estate.